listeners, welcome to episode 11 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, with me, Bong Legacy. Hey, yo. It's been a pretty weird week, to say the least, uh, in both the NBA and in real life. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, but all right, we'll, we'll start off with this. Okay, so this week, well, actually last week, I meant to actually put this into last week's episode. Last week, I, was, I wanted to talk about how uh, Jason Quick uh, interviewed Zach Collin. Jason Quick is the uh, beat reporter for The Athletic for the Portland Trailblazers. He talked to Zach Collins of the Portland Trailblazers. And the gist of it was um, Zach Collins talked to Jason Quick about how they the, port, the Trailblazers just talked to Adam Silver. And Adam Silver basically kind of gave him the idea that, you know, the Portland Trailblazers are going to play games uh, to finish the season. Now, if they're going to play some games to finish the season, that says to me that the Kings are also going to play some games, and probably the Pelicans too, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm hoping so, because we're, like you said, pretty much all in the same seed. Yeah, we're basically tied. I actually thought we had, we were two games uh, two games to one on Portland, but I totally forgot they waxed us uh, in one of those games in Portland. I thought we were three, two, one against them, but no, we are two, two. So I don't know how that's going to work in case of a tie. I well, think well, it's by division record, right? Oh man, yeah, that's going to be. I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, I remember Miami. I forgot what year, but that was a confusing time. I want to say 2016. It was the year that it was the year that uh the the Warriors went uh 73 and nine because I remember it was a big deal when they beat them. Dion hit that game winner. Hmm. Proceeded to get fat. So um okay so uh on t- so that was last week. But this week uh as reported by Sam Amick and Sham Sharania, uh, Orlando's Disney World is now the basically the front runner to host the uh the rest of the nba season basically they still haven't decided whether they're going to play regular season games they're but we're definitely getting a playoffs and one of the reasons why it's been picked it's because uh disney is a owns one of the media companies that uh, is partnered with the ba uh, i don't know which one i don't know if it's espn or tnt but yeah i think um, it's espn ESPN. Okay, so that's one of the reasons, and also they have the infrastructures to kind of support it. And right now, they're basically trying to figure out like what they're gonna do when someone tests positive, because currently they're not even gonna figure out, I guess, how to make it so no one tests positive. That is not exactly an achievable goal, from my understanding. They're, they expect someone is going to test positive and how they're going to deal with it. And they basically want to uh, draw out a plan to, to make, make it so they don't have to reshut the season down in case someone tests positive. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors when it comes into playing at Disney World. Like... Let's see how many how many teams do you think would uh, be able to participate, especially for like us since we're so close to the A seed. I mean, let's see how many teams are even out of the uh, playoff race at the moment. 
So in the well, you know, you have your, you know, the lottery teams. I did not look at the standings uh, before coming here, but it's <laughs> basically going to be on the West. It's going to be the three teams I mentioned: the Pelicans, Blazers, and and the Kings. Mm-hmm. And on the East, I'm pretty sure the Washington's about four games behind. And I don't really know the rest of the East. I think it's a pretty big dip after that. So I don't know how that's going to work. And, you know, in the interest of fairness, I imagine the what the Wizards are going to play a few more games just because, you know, that they're kind of, I mean, I guess they're kind of close, if you want to say that. Yeah. I mean, they're, half a, they're half a game behind us basically so well, their record no but like they're four games out of the playoffs and you know it's it's doable and like we're three and a half so i like we're it's basically it, you know just to spice things up i think and in the interest of fairness too yeah i think for all fairness i think the whole league should play in a way no no because that's good like why do the war why would the warriors want to example i feel like it just uh to get that you know feeling back it's been like how how many months now well that's the thing well that's the thing you would like they could get their feeling back some other ways like workouts or whatever like with the team as opposed to actually like risking a lot more by playing you know at disney world like Mm -hmm. someone might test positive someone might get injured it's, I don't think it's really worth it for the lottery teams to do it, and that's too many games. We're mm-hmm. just not, that's not going to be doable. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to see because whenever, if, if they ever do this, I mean, a lot more people will be coming out of injuries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I imagine, I imagine Nurkic will be back for uh, Portland, and, and Zach Collins, actually, he, he's coming back from dislocated shoulder. You know, Marvin Bagley on our side. Uh, John Wall has said he is not coming back for the Wizards. So. Dear gosh. Wow. You know, Zion is going to be healthy, although he is going to be... Well, they're, they're going to get in condition, but he's going to be fat. <laughs> so, you know, like, I just... Uh, I'm I'm kind of scared that he is going to get injured at some point, Zion. Zion, okay. man. Um, yeah. How's KD now? Uh, KD, KD, I think has said he's not coming back. Although I would like Ooh. to see that, yeah. I just want to see the one v eight with, uh, with or one first seed versus eighth seed. I think they were the eighth seed um, when play stopped. So it would be the Brooklyn Nets with KD against the Bucks, and I mm-hmm. think that has a chance to upset for an upset. Yeah, we'll have to see. Oh, this is coming into place yeah we shall see how this works out well what are your thoughts overall on restarting and you know just like i guess what 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 day what 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 tentative date would you put i put august is my date to tentatively start let's see here here in california a lot of people are predicting late july i believe so well the main thing is that you know you have to do a training camp to get the players back in shape. Yeah. So, that's uh, a six-week... I think that's like a six-week process at least. So. Yeah, with getting things ready. Oh, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to have some more basketball in my life. I've actually, like, kind of missed basketball. You know, there's only yeah. so much you can do watching old games. Yeah, I got... I, I would say August as well. It, 
funny thing is I saw a Reddit post about how uh was what is it how the Kings aren't used to playing basketball this like during the summer because we never make it to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I wasn't a fan of when they made it to the playoffs, which was, what, 06. And, you know, like, it is the, it, I think it is the longest drought at this point, right? If we don't make it? Uh, I, I'd say so. I mean, it do, I don't really worry too much about that, just because it's not like the Suns have been that much better th- this decade than us. I mean, they made the playoffs, I think, once. Although they did get robbed, I think, in 2014? Yeah, 2014, but... Like, I mean, like, you know, it's not like we're shittier than the Suns, I don't think, anymore. Hmm. Like, I don't think the owner is, you know, our, like, Vivek is better than Sarver, so. Yeah. <laughs> my my thoughts, but, you know, that's just my thing, my thoughts about it. It would be, it'd be great. I think I'd just like to see the Kings get a chance to do it. You know, we were playing really well towards the end. I know we lost to Toronto, but that was a tough game, and. You know, that's the defending champs right there. And Mm -hmm. uh, the hope is that we keep, you know, we keep that momentum going. But, hey, maybe we fall flat on our face. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to all see. And, and hey, you know, like, you know, watching the doc, MJ injured his foot, uh, came and he and he came back and scored 60 on Celtics. Maybe uh, Marvin, Marvin comes back from his foot injury. Score sixty on the Lakers. Maybe, maybe. And speaking of MJ, let's move on, shall we? I like the transition game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so me and Owen watched episode nine and ten of The Last Stands, and uh, I guess let's go ahead and talk about it. Starting with episode nine, we're trying not to talk too much about The Last Stands since. Most of the information is already out there, and I'm pretty sure most of you have already watched it. But here are some of our thoughts on kind of the, the last key, dance. Kind of like the key points, because I noticed that we uh, we definitely got, went a little ranty covering, trying to cover everything, but there's too much to cover. So we'll yeah. just cover the what we thought were the most interesting. Yeah, we're supposed to be a Kings podcast, not a NBA podcast. But first part, um, we see a game. Was it Eastern Conference uh, Finals with uh, Pacers and Bulls in '97? '98. '98. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Our first bullet point for our notes is Game Four. What do you think? Do you think uh, M- or that push on uh, Reggie Miller on MJ was a was a foul? Um, and the, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't mind it as much. Yeah, definitely, that's a push off. And yeah. you know it. You know, like Reggie's like sticks and bones. Ain't no way he moving like, <laughs> without like straight up shoving him. But, hey, give him all the credit in the world for hitting a really tough shot. And yeah, you know, and yeah, Pretty that's '90s basketball, baby. I guess that's why that's what a lot of people want back. Yeah, tough basketball. Reggie hits that three, and let's just say the Pacers are already celebrating. And cut to Bird, he's not really amused because he knows that MJ could pretty much seal the game again. Yeah, I I've I wrote my notes just cold blooded, just completely locked in, and that is why I absolutely love Larry Bird. 
Yeah, he he knows. He knows MJ could make those shots. And uh, it's not even that. It's just like it's just like that doesn't impress me. That's one of the <laughs> that's the biggest shot in Pacers history. That doesn't impress me. I've done that <laughs> shit all the damn time. Fuck you got on me, Richie type thing. Yeah, pretty much next play, Bulls give it to MJ. Uh, Pacers pretty much make him double clutch, and Reggie Miller himself was like, it was what millimeters from making in, and pretty much sealing that game. Can you imagine MJ just sealing that game in front of Pacers? Oh, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be glorious. I, one of again, one of my favorite moments. Well, favorite kinds of moments in in NBA basketball is when the home crowd is so hyped up, and the other team just hits a game winner, like at the end, and you hear like the gasp, <laughs> the air getting sucked out of the fans' uh, fans' mouths, and it's just it's glorious. It didn't happen here, unfortunately. It, it bare it he, well MJ tries to kind of bank it in from three, and it barely misses. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about barely. I feel like we had some of those moments here in SAC. I don't know why. I, I just had that feeling. I can't just... name some off the top of my head. But I mean, the the game we went to, uh, Phoenix, like Barnes had an open three that just kind of clanked in um, against the Suns, remember? Uh, Yeah, I do remember. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, sometimes it happens. It's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, moving on, uh, MJ uh, commented that Indiana was one of the hardest teams to compete against in the East outside of Detroit. Now, out of all the other East teams, is you think that's a true statement? That's hard to say. I think like they, I thought they said like the Knicks. It was like between them and the Knicks, and probably Detroit is probably the hardest because they actually beat the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And like they, I mean, like they were very close. Like. Game seven was very close, and like you know, Reggie says like, "Oh, they it was the jump ball that uh that basically switched the momentum." But like, it, like had they won that jump ball, uh, they probably win the game. But like, I mean, you think about it. That's six. They got six minutes to go, mm-hmm. and they had six minutes to go. Like, I don't know if they won that jump ball. It matters at all, but like. But at the same time, like a game that close, like you know, any kind of like momentum swing, it can like completely change the game, and that probably is what made it that hard. It, I guess the it rem- the it makes me reminisce about the Rockets and the Warriors series because, like, it's just that those games were so close, even though like sometimes the score might doesn't not seem that way, but like, like literally one or two plays, like it could kind of go one or the other way, and. I kind of got the, that feel just kind of watching the dock. This. Mm-hmm. I, I, say, I still say Detroit is probably their toughest just because they beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to say so myself, too. I mean, Indiana, I, pretty stat team, I got to say. Eh, I don't I don't know. J, Jalen Rose seems to think he's a lot better than he actually oh. was. I'm just going to say that. So. Okay, maybe, maybe not. Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson. I don't know. I've heard stories of him being pretty good, but again, just another guy who's on TV who probably like props up like him being better than he actually was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great commentator though. But mm-hmm. oh yeah. Let's see, moving on. Uh, let's see. You wrote this bullet point. 
there were rumors that John Stockton wasn't going to be in the documentary. Yes. So apparently, like the rumor I heard was that, well, yeah, what I read was that John Stockton didn't want to be part of a Michael Jordan puff piece. And I think this is really the only appearance he makes in the doc, right? Um, he makes just a few like segments, but not like complete storyline type segments. Well, yeah, if you notice, Carl Malone is not in this doc. So yeah, so uh... I imagine it's hard for him to do to watch it just because I mean, two years in a row to lose the way they did, mm-hmm. both kind of involving him in a, uh, in some way, unfortunately. So all right, next bullet point we have uh. Brian Russell, uh, talking crap to MJ. I kind of forgot what he said, but it, it was something along the line. I think he his first year was like ninety five or 94. oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And apparently he went up to MJ. Apparently MJ was like just visiting. I think a practice or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian basically said, "Man, why, man, why you quit? Why you quit basketball? Like you know, I could lock you down." And boy, I I imagine Michael Jordan turned red or something like that and said, <laughs> "I gotta come back. To, I gotta come back to basketball." And I just show these cats. And like, <laughs> I saw a meme. I saw a meme on uh, Twitter that basically said, you know, like random fans says, uh, "Hey MJ, I hope you have a great game." And then and then MJ says, "I'll remember. I, I'll remember that eight years from now." <laughs> eight years. Just use it as motivation, and you know, again, the theme of the sh- the theme of this documentary: do not ever talk shit to MJ. It never goes well. Let's see, Game Five, the food poisoning game. So it's always been called the flu game, but apparently, according to Jordan, he ordered a pizza, and it was basically very shady. And he believes the Utah people who delivered him the pizza poisoned it. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of weird, like so. Like uh, the security guards who delivered this are like, "Oh, I felt something was off." Then why didn't you fucking tell him? <laughs> Why'd you still feed it? Why'd you still give it to him? Yeah, well, I was wondering, is that really the only food place you could have chosen? And if you see five guys come up for one pizza, come on. Yeah, I, d- I don't know if I buy it. To be honest, I, look, I'll just stick with the flu game. Like, whatever, whatever the hell he had. Yeah, if you if you saw five guys come up, you you know something's up. I, well, like you know, maybe like he brushed it off as like, oh, they're just guys who want autographs, maybe. But I mean, Utah people are pretty ruthless. This is what, racist. <laughs> yeah. Was this is also ninety eight as well, right? Oh, this is ninety seven. Man, you know it, this. They mix in the games, and honestly, if I didn't like. If I just wasn't like so, I guess knowledgeable about the subjects as already, like it'd be pretty hard to follow. Yeah. Oh man. Let's see. Moving on. So you know we're not going to talk about the entire series. This entire series yeah. is a whole other adventure all on its own. Yeah. We'll start with the game five, the flu game or the food poisoning game, according to Michael Jordan. So. You know, Michael Jordan kind of plays pretty bad for the most part, and you know he's you know he's not feeling well, but he does get going. And I never knew this, but basically, the shot before 
there's the iconic shot of you know Scottie Pippen holding him while he goes to the bench, holding Michael Jordan while he goes to the bench. And right before that, the play is that um, Scottie Pippen posts up uh, Jeff Hornacek. Brian Russell doubles off of Michael Jordan. I could not believe my eyes. I, I did not know this was the play. Jordan proceeds to hit the open three, but and while Stockton rotates over to contest. But honestly, like th- that was a that was a death sentence as soon as Brian Russell doubled because Steve Kerr because Stockton rotates over, Steve Kerr is open. And I imagine if you know someone rotates to Steve Kerr, um, which would probably be Carl Malone, Tony Kukoc would be open. So like that was just a death sentence. I I know Scottie Pippen had been kind of killing uh, Jeff Hornacek during that series because he's just too big for Jeff Hornacek. I, you take your chances. I, this is me, uh, you know, revisionist history, but like, you gotta take your chances. Why in the hell would you double off of the best player of all time? And also, he- and also help off of one of the best shooters of all time in Steve Kerr as well. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I, I named it the cap off of the choke job on the other side of the flu game. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I just, like, I mean, the man had the flu. You had your chance to win this game. Mm -hmm. We're tied. And, yeah, you you, you double off of all people, Michael Jordan. I could not believe it. I I get it. Defensive rules were kind of different. You can't really zone up the – you can't really play zone. But during the series, uh, the Bulls played quite a bit of zone. So, like, just do it and just hope the refs don't catch you. (laughs) Let's see. Next point is the Robert Parrish story. You're going to have to explain that as well. I'm not yeah, sure. Actually, actually, before that, oh, so in game six, uh, so there's a shot of, so this is the Steve Kerr shot game. And uh-huh. right before that play, you know, like Utah has ball and Stockton gets Shannon Anderson on basically an open left-handed layup. Now, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know that from watching the doc because they cut that part out. And the reason why they cut it out is because, because right before the shot they go to, which is Rodman grabbing the rebound and calling timeout, which sets up the Steve Kerr play, they yeah. cut up the part where basically Scottie Pippen tries to block Shandon Anderson, kind of instinctively just grabs the rim, moves the basket slightly, and Shandon Anderson proceeds to miss a left-handed layup. But by the letter of the law, and it probably did affect the shot a little bit, it is a goaltend. So had the, had the refs called the called that goaltend, the Jazz would have been up. Th- you know, Lord knows what happens after that. But like, it's I thought it was just funny how they <laughs> they cut that play completely out and literally showed the like a millisecond after that happened with Robin <laughs> grabbing the rebound. I thought that was really funny. Robert Parrish story. So you, you, we've seen examples of Michael Jordan's, you know, very aggressive style leadership of insulting his teammates and, you know, threatening to kind of whoop their ass a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he tried to do that at Parrish, and Parrish just said, "You're not, you're not beating my ass," because you know Robert <laughs> Parrish is seven two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to try beating my ass? And you know Robert Parrish is forty two at this point. He's got that grown man streak. He he ain't having that shit. He ain't having none of that shit. I thought that was really funny. Sorry, forty two at that time. 
He finished his career, I think, in '96, and he was old. Like he's one of the like the oldest players of all time that ever played on the court. Yeah, man, time time flies during those times. Yeah, and I did not know he was on the Bulls. It was just one of those random things I ran into. I I totally forgot about that too. Let's see. I guess with the end of that, we'll move on to episode ten. Yeah, <laughs> you want to explain game free because this is game not, free, yeah. there needs to be a documentary because I can't explain it and I don't want to watch the full game because like it's just so the final score was ninety six to fifty four. Bulls Bulls win that one of course, but what the hell happened to the Jazz? <laughs> like what? Ninety six to fifty four. You know, after this, I'm gonna look up the stats and see what's wrong because this this is surreal. And I've watched the in '98, uh, the '98 championship uh, documentary. They actually come out with these every every year, like uh-huh. detailing whoever won the championship. They don't talk about this game that much either. They just talk. It's the same thing. They just say, "Oh, 96 to 54." Like, explain, please. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's almost double of what Utah scored. Yeah, like, and uh, I don't know. It feels like another dimension type thing. I, I I want a documentary just on that game. Yeah, every bull scored at least a point. Yeah, Every so bowl. that's that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's, I mean, I made the joke like, did they get the flu this year in game <laughs> in game three? Like, maybe the Chicago style pizza ain't their thing, but oh yeah, you 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 could even hear Sloan from the post game interviews like, is this the finals? Nine six and fifty. This, this is the score. Kind of want him to come back, but you know, I think he's a bit older now, so yeah. I don't think it'll uh, happen. Oh uh, shoot, who who said? I think the mailman recently said that he's not doing so well, as in like today. I meant uh, Jerry Sloan. Yeah, probably not. He is old. Like, yeah, I haven't I haven't read uh, much about what happened to him, but yeah, if the mailman says something's wrong with him, then yeah, there must have been something wrong with him. Uh, so next note is uh, so Dennis Rodman during I believe in between game three and game four. Uh, they had a practice that he decided to skip out on to go to WCW to go wrestle with Hulk Hogan. Now I did not. I don't watch WCW. I'm not just. I. I honestly I can't really explain it, but I. I don't really like it. Something about the presentation. I don't love it. And you know I don't. I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a fan of the Hulkster. So. Not much favoritism. There's not going to be much positive coming out of this from me. Um, but Robin did apparently earn over two hundred thousand for that one appearance, and for Just a, one appearance, huh? for that appearance, that specific appearance, because because well this because apparently he was fined twenty thousand dollars, and if you go to Wikipedia, it says that you know that wasn't even ten percent of his uh of what he earned from the event. So using my pre-cal math skills, I was able to reverse it and calculate that yes, he earned about 200k. Or 200K. <laughs> okay. That's why. That's why you take pre-cal. Uh, yeah. Uh, so for a company that was hemorrhaging money at the time, like, well, they did earn a profit, I think, that year, but they were famous for just losing so much money for so long. Eric Bischoff really kind of bankrupted them in a way. 
because I doubt I doubt like Hulk Hogan and like uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were exactly like humble about what they did they thought they deserved they earned. So uh, overall, I think it was a very I think he hit someone with a steel chair. Ramen hit someone with a steel chair. I don't remember. Yeah, he did. And you know he comes back and uh, apparently is is still was still really good. You know. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's still Dennis Rodman. No practice, no needed. Like, I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to like. You know, simplify what he does, but like what he does. You know, defense, defense, and rebounding. It, I guess is things that is that you don't need to practice too much to do. Mm-hmm. He did. He was truly one of the best at doing that. Just playing yeah. defense and grabbing rebounds. He was like really programmed, just wired to just doing just that. And you know, like all the credit to the world to Phil Jackson for understanding or letting him go, like just like letting him kind of loosen up, go do what he wants. He understands that you know that like I guess practicing like in the finals, like what are you really going to practice for? And like it doesn't really help Rodman all that much. And you know, like he's a guy that just needs a mental break, and you know, all the all the credits of the world for Phil Jackson for understanding that concept and ha- managing kind of you know the craziness that is Rodman. So, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, you know, him and the Bulls team still kind of beat him up for it. <laughs> yeah, with some boffers. Yeah. If you guys don't know what boffers are, it's just like foam weapons. Yeah. So you know, yeah, you know, they really they really beat him up. I'm guessing, uh, you know, he, Matt, he, you know, he miraculously recovered the next game to play, and he did played very well. So. I'm pretty sure Robin would love to be beaten up by by them. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where to go from there. But, uh, yeah. but, a, but Karl Malone and uh, Dennis Robin would wrestle in July of that year, and what I've read is a pretty horrible match. So. Um, yeah, if you guys want to watch that, that's up to you. I'm I have self-respect, so I'm not gonna watch it. I respect the wrestling game. So, uh, next note I have here, uh, Rod the Rodman shrug. So in game six, he kind of just hits a pretty random shot from like 20 feet, and he basically does the MJ shrug. So you know, you know, MJ shrugged after six threes. Rodman shrugged after hitting a shot. That is the difference between the two of them, in a way. Hmm. But, you know, he's not a scorer, but, like, it's just, yeah. That, that's what he did. Yeah. Was this also the game where Rodman uh, kind of trips Carl uh, uh, Malone? Yes. Game six? six? Yes. Yeah, it was. was... I, I love it. I love how they just shrugged that shit off, by the way. Like, yeah. They just, they just said, you know what, just part of the game. We, we're just big, physical men. And I do not believe it was a there was a technical foul on that. It was a double foul. Yeah, you, you I know, would like to go back to that. To be honest, you know, every I I seen that clip a lot of times where Rodman trips up Carl uh, Malone, but I'd never seen the outcome. And I didn't expect the outcome to be oh, you know, it's just, it happens, you know. But that's the thing, like that. That's where I feel we could actually go back to the old times, because like this shit. I mean this. Like this wasn't true. I mean, it was a little dirty from Rodman actually, but like it it didn't hurt anybody. The players don't really care all that much. This will be a flagrant in today's game, or at least a technical. Mm-hmm. Oh so yeah, I, for sure. I'm just kind of like 
I'm very a about it, but like this is kind of where I wish they kind of go back to the to like what it used to be. Like let people talk shit. Like in like some of the some of the stuff Michael Jordan did, he would be ejected so quick. Like the way he gets in the ref's face, ref's face, and talks shit to people. That's that's a technical. That's a that's a fine and a technical foul each time. Yeah, I wonder how many technicals he would have gone in the whole season if uh, refs in today's game were. Uh, there in his game, or you know, the games back then. Yeah, he would get up into the ref's face, like he get up, right. he get with a finger in their face and everything. And yeah, you would think he would get less or more than Boogie would have ever gotten. I think I don't know. I don't think more than Boogie because Boogie is in a is kind of in a special category all on his own because he just loses his shit. I think a little too much. <laughs> And you know the losing really didn't help. So I don't know. Like I think a lot of Boogie's thing was the frustration with losing and all like the off court stuff as well with the coach. And so here, so you have a note here that said uh, game six. Uh, so Pippen d- jammed his, uh, basically injured his back on a dunk on the first play of the game. He still he kind of stays in there. He tries to do what he can, but he overall he wasn't great this game. Yeah, I mean, for jamming his back, I thought he he played pretty okay. Yeah, he played okay. Like he did, he did what he needed to do, but it did take forty-five points from Michael Jordan for them to win. That's true. And so that's they were they were on their last legs, like in this game. Mm-hmm. And of course, the oh, the internal question on the final play, um, <clears throat> MJ steals the ball from Karl Malone, dribbles up. No, there is no dribbles up. Start. And basically, ISO's on Brian Russell, and you know he ends up crossing Brian Russell, but in but you can see him kind of put his hand on Brian Russell's ass for for a little bit, and it looks like he pushes off for the final shot, which you know is one of the most iconic shots, and it wins the game and the championship, and ends the Bulls dynasty basically. Mm-hmm. Now, did he push off on that final shot? No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah, like I've seen so many angles. Like from a lot of angles, it did look like he pushed off. But from like I think it was from like one of one of the angles that they showed, you can kind of see like you know, of course, MJ does put his hand on Brian Russell's ass, but like it doesn't. It like the way that he puts it, puts his hand there, it it does not look like he's pushing sideways. He's clearly pushing down. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, he doesn't really leave, like, uh, like any kind of mark. Not a mark, but, like, you can see, like, it, he, his hand doesn't go into his ass, um, if, if you will. Like, it doesn't really <laughs> make a mark on, on his shorts. So, like, you could, that, that to me shows that he wasn't, like, pushing, like, p- applying force to his ass. Mm-hmm. kind of shove him so and like you can see on like on like literally a second later the hand goes down so like that's yeah. where the that's where he was pushing go pushing down yeah you could also say that brian russell was also kind of you know leaning away or <sighs> it looks like a push but he's already you know going towards that direction anyway yeah, like as Chris Move would say, he got him leaning. <laughs> he got him leaning. MJ hits the shot, and Stockton proceeds to miss the uh, three on the next play, and they win the championship, and the Bulls dynasty is over. You know, 
no, I don't think many people would remember that. Oh, was it so-called push off? Don't you think? I mean, I, I, it was on Watch Mojo's like top ten biggest sports controversies. I don't know. Uh, mm. One of my one of my friends, uh, one of our well, one of our friends, he he doesn't even watch basketball, and he said, and he said that's one of the big. Isn't that one of the biggest uh, controversies of all time? I guess it's a much bigger deal than we acknowledge, but it it was a thing. And you know, Isaiah Thomas being the hating ass, hating ass uh, rival that he is was basically just straight up said it on the broadcast that he pushed off. So that may have done, that may have done a lot to a lot of salty uh, fans at the time, and that's just kind of like how they remember it. Uh, I see. I mean, to a lot of Bulls fans, you know, that's the last shot Michael ever took as a Bull. Yeah, and isn't that just the perfect picture book ending? Yeah. Like, just so, (laughs) and like the way he holds his follow through for like an extra second, I thought was just so cool. So, of course, the the Bulls um, basically blow it up this offseason. Michael Jordan retires, Scottie Pippen gets traded, Kerr is traded to the Spurs, Rodman is, I think, just... No, Rodman is waived, I think. Yeah, he was and, waived. <laughs> yeah, he was waived. And, you know, I think Kukoc is one of the only ones that is still on the team. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I think I think this is the perfect ending. I thought, like, just going out on top the way they did, it really adds to the legend of, of the Michael Jordan Bulls. And this is the perfect storybook ending. Now, Michael Specul asked the question, do they win another one? In 1999, go four P. Had they they brought everyone back. Now, Scottie Pippen is an exception, but let's just say he does come back for whatever reason. I see. Michael says himself, yes, that's if, you know, everyone comes back, including Phil, I I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, after much thinking, I got to say it's kind of 50 50. It's more like they can and might get close, but it's it's hard to say yeah i don't they'll they'll get close i'd say yeah it'd be a good uh it'd be another good run but after that uh, i think they should yeah just move on yeah i mean it's just again i think it's a perfect storybook ending i would not have actually wanted them to come back looking back mm-hmm. i i don't think they win the next year because next year i think they blow through the east i think they get to the finals I don't think mm-hmm. they beat uh, Nate, uh, David Robinson. There we go. David Robinson <laughs> and uh, Tim Duncan. Because the way that the way that Robin kind of falls off a cliff this year. Now, of course, he you you can make the argument that you know, you know, he wasn't motivated, but I think he was washed. And Pippen kind of falls off a cliff a little bit too. Uh, the next year, he isn't as effective because of it because of the back injury he sustained in this in this game. Mm-hmm. Or th- this entire this entire season, and he wasn't ever the same. And of course, Michael Jordan is another year older. I just don't. Th- I still think he'd be amazing, but I don't think he'd carry them to the title the way he did this year. Mm-hmm. So that would be my verdict. I just think that six and zero just sounds way better than six and one. Oh, I see. Yeah, like it, it really adds to the mythology of Michael Jordan. Just that six and zero record. Like of course, Bill Russell has eleven. I think two. I think eleven rings and two losses in the finals. And 
think one of the reasons it, that we don't really put him over Jordan is because of the six. Yeah, it's times... the one that was never truly conquered. Yeah, I mean times are different. Jordan was playing in a much more, I would say, physical and I guess you could say more in depth kind of game. I have mixed feelings about the eras. Like, yeah, but it's just again the mythology of the six and zero. I think just it it really just put that's kind of why I don't think LeBron ever catches them just because of the six and zero. Mm-hmm. It's not just six rings versus three or four rings, or if they win this year's championship, th- three and three quarters. But like it's the, the it, just because LeBron has lost so many times in the finals, and of course the circumstances, but. Again, the undefeated, the never conquered theology of Jordan, I think, just is so much better. And, you know, like they ended on a high note. And, you know, like you, you don't get to see the kingdom fall, mm-hmm. which I th- would think is what would happen next year. <laughs> yeah, with uh, all those trades and waves and whatnot. <sighs> and that is a volatile, like, you know, like, uh, front office. It's a volatile, like so much tension between them and the front office. Yeah. Lord knows if like how that ha- is handled. Crazy. Um, Pretty much their whole starting lineup was gone within a year. Oh, well, almost all of their starting lineup. Yeah, and like the coach is gone. Like the only ones left is co-coach, and I think, I think Luke Longley. Maybe, but, but you know, all all the main ones are <laughs> definitely out. Yeah. So. Yep, that's kind of the final verdict. I think they they went out on top, and that's and to, to end with that shot, perfect. And that's how it should be. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to some miscellaneous topics. You know, th- this definitely did get me thinking. Like, you know, if Kings were to ever do a last dance, of course, we don't really have the history. Probably to do a ten to, or like something that's that interesting to do a ten part documentary to generate interest. The only one I can really think of is the the season that we were about to move to Seattle, because we were very close. Yeah, we were very close. Yeah, I went for Vivek, uh, Kevin Johnson, our mayor at the time. We were so close. I remember my friend telling my coworker telling me like he he was at that game, the final game, and people were crying because it was probably the last game ever in Sacramento. That was not the case. So I'm very grateful for that. Oh yeah. Are we talking about the last game of um, Arco? Yes, Arco. No, not in gold. Golden one hadn't been built yet. Man, I, I remember people were buying out tickets d- during those times. I've, I've huh? not heard good things about Arco since. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Like, we we've been to a few. Or I remember going to two, and both times you 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 invited me. So yeah, I, the the last Arco game I went to was. Uh, wasn't too great. <laughs> yeah, but both times, uh, well, no, actually, no. One time, the I think we went one time. We beat the Knicks, and then the other time we lost the Heat. Yeah, and that was without Wade. Yeah, I mean, it is what we had. Seth Curry, remember? Seth Curry was on this team at one point. Yeah. Why didn't we? Res- why didn't we resign him? And Rondo. Rondo. Yeah, he's not good anymore. So yeah. Yeah, remember I'm, I'm those a, guys? You know, I actually loved Rondo at that point, too. It's just like, I've kind of soured on him a little bit just because of the personality stuff. But uh-huh. like, it's just, you know, <clears throat> you know, I really, I was really considering buying his jersey, but, you know, he only stayed for one year. 
<laughs> I mean, it's I, I felt like it was expected. Apparently, uh, I think after about the trade deadline or so, apparently players were really pissed that uh, George Carl was not was not fired. Was not fired. Was not fired. They hated him. Like you know, you, you'll hear the reports of Boogie like not liking him, but no, it was the entire team. They, guys, kind of a, like what I've heard is kind of a snake. But yeah, we're not gonna we're not yeah. gonna crap on George Carl too much. Um, yeah, I mean, he made his money. He had his chances. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, so this is just me kind of going through some forums. I think this was when I was scrolling through the Athletic and some uh. And in an article, after reading an article, I scroll into the comments. Uh, so someone, so basically, someone said that they're very disappointed that they didn't draft Andre or Kings didn't draft Andre Drummond. What you, what's your take on that? <sighs> so before the podcast, me and Owen were talking about this, and of course, the, was it the draft after ours was? Of course, Portland's pick, which is Damian Willard. I thought there were a few picks behind us. Was it? Yeah, shoot. I don't remember the exact details. He yeah. was like pick seventh, if I remember right. Uh, I forget. But anyways, um, I said that if somehow Damian Willard wasn't in the equation and we had to choose between Andre Drummond and Thomas Robinson, now... I don't even remember much about Thomas Robinson when he was a king. But yeah, if I had to choose and look back, I probably would have chosen Andre. That's without Dame, by the way, without Dame in the equation. Yeah. Okay, so you were right. Uh, You were right. Uh, Damian Lord was a sixth pick. I'm sorry. Uh, Seventh pick was uh, actually Harrison Barnes. Went to the Warriors. Hmm. So... Wouldn't have mind drafted him him either, but you know, just yeah. Again, like I, I don't really care that we missed out on Drummond. Just seeing, I just like from just what I've seen. Of course, I don't watch Detroit games, so I really don't know how good he is. But he's definitely a guy I don't really care for, and I don't think affects the game all that much. And yeah. I'm okay with missing out on. Him. Yeah, and during this time, we already had big men like Boogie. And, um, uh, well, he uh, he apparently I think he wanted to play the four. Oh, one no. of my one of my one of my least favorite things about big men nowadays who don't want to play the five. And I get it; it is it is more physical. It's probably more grueling on the body, a lot of banging and stuff like that. But <laughs> still, ah, play the five. I mean, he, he he was well built for that position too. Yeah, it's it's kind of bottles my mind. He didn't want to play the five. Of course, the physicality and probably injury, probably like you're more likely to get injured if you were yeah. not physical. But mm-hmm. like, just I mean, like, yeah, you, bro, you're a five, <laughs> and you're pretty, you're pretty good. You're pretty good five. You were pretty good five before you got injured. So, who was our so, five during that time? I remember we drafted. No, I I know uh, Boogie was the five because Jason Thompson was the four. Oh my gosh! No, not Jason Tom. No, Carl was no Carl Landry was on the Warriors. Never mind. I was gonna say Carl Landry. But... Didn't we also uh, draft? Uh... Oh my gosh! We who, who was the center that went to the Heat? 
Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside, but we decided not to put him in the starting lineup. That's another guy, actually, I have no problem missing out on, actually. Oh, really? He is a player, if you like, the stats look great. Like, he's probably, like, shooting, like, 60-some percent from the field. He's got dunks. He's got rebounds. He's got blocks. But they're in ways... He is one of, like, the worst players. Like, he's very lazy. Uh-huh. Okay? Like, he, like, you'll see, like, oh, he has four blocks. But the reason why is because no one is afraid to drive on him. Or everyone is a, no one is afraid to drive against him. <laughs> and basically, they just keep attacking the rim. And the four blocks... That that's nice, but chances are he probably gave up ten drives. Oh. Maybe he blocked like four of those, which is nice. Don't get me wrong, but it's like you shouldn't give up so many drives. I see. And then you have a scoring where it's just lazy. It's very lazy. Like he just stands in the paint, doesn't doesn't really set screens all that well, and it's just and like you 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 read into the stories about like what he is like as a person. I don't want to deal with that shit. <laughs> Analytics. Mm. Yeah, he's kind of one of those guys. If you watch the games, you'll kind of see why he's not all that well regarded. Like, there's a reason why Portland fans don't want him back. <laughs> so, I see why the Heat wanted to trade him so desperately. Under where he'll end up? Um, I don't know. I hope he doesn't end up here. Like, if we're gonna sign him, why just why not just sign Len? Be, it'd be interesting. I hear, like, I heard someone say he might get like seven million. Like, from who? Who? Please don't let it be the Kings. Like, please. I, I mean, we don't have cap space, so it doesn't really matter. But please don't let it be us. It'll be someone. I just don't know who. Someone yeah. dumb. He needs a center. I, I, maybe the Warriors, but like, it'd be on a minimum. I think he's a minimum guy. He's not going to like that. Hey, he ain't got a choice. <laughs> Do you want to play? <laughs> yeah, okay, moving on. Uh, so so I did actually follow your advice this time around. I did watch Game of Zones. And I did watch all oh. three episodes. Or is it three or four episodes? I think it was four. I mean, there's there's multiple seasons, but... Three... Well, of season seven. Season yeah, seven. four. Yeah, so... I mean, I liked it. It had a, some pretty funny, uh, pretty, like it's very insider heavy. I li- I, li- I like it. Uh, and I guess the internal question is: Paul Pierce the goat? Not LeBron James, not Michael Jordan, but the truth. The truth. He is the goat. It's it's actually kind of sad, actually. Like it, you know, his media career has kind of ruined what otherwise was a very good career he was a really good player like mm-hmm. in his prime and like i love the 08 celtics you know and it's and it's unfortunate now he's just kind of seen as a laughing stock a little bit for some of his horrific takes only yeah. bested by other by the other celtic uh kendrick perkins who somehow has worse takes uh too bad uh, I, I mean i've never heard of any of his takes but I've heard the stories of his takes. <laughs> he just he just had a take that basically said LeBron never built up a city the way that um, I think Michael Jordan did or something like that, which is fucking bullshit. Like, there's only one reason why we know the Cavs exist. So mm-hmm. no 
only reason, there's only one reason why the Cavs are still in Cleveland. I guess you could say the only way Paul Pierce could be a GOAT is if he wrote the story himself. Yeah, and just try to spread it through the media and indoctrinate the people who actually watch ESPN, which I yeah, don't that mean, many anymore, actually. So Even MJ on the Game of Zone said he was the GOAT. It'd be funny, just spite. It feels like something he, Michael Jordan would actually do. Just say, just actually say, to put that out in a tweet or do that in an interview. Just to troll LeBron. It'd be great. It'd be great. I don't think I've ever seen uh, Jordan in the media lately. He doesn't go out in the media. It's kind of one of the things that's kind of mythologized him as much as it has because he doesn't come out much, and it's kind of one of the reasons why this was so popular. Hmm, I see. Okay, well, yeah, Game of Zones, it's pretty fun. Maybe I'll watch the a lot of the the other episodes. I've watched a few, like, every now and then, but yeah, lots, I'll catch up on the other ones. Lots of hidden Easter eggs, but I, I gotta tell you, you gotta think of during the year they made it, because they, they made it around the season uh, where the NBA was at, not, like, how it is now. I see. And if you are wondering, yes, I did see the Sun Kings. Sun Kings one. Yes, that would make a, a great super team, I'd say. I wouldn't say it'd be a super team. That's a pretty damn good team. That's a that's a probably Team USA type team, actually. Mm. I, it's a, I mean, I love Devin Booker. We'll have to see. Well, no. What am I saying? Hey, you know, maybe he doesn't like... I, I don't like doing this, because like, I, I, I know this is going to happen when De'Aaron gets really good, is that, oh my god, he'd be so much better on another team. And then I'm, I'm going to go like, you shut your fucking mouth, he is not leaving Sacramento. <laughs> so, I don't want to do not do that do this too much, but, you know, I would love I would love if we could somehow get Devin Booker. I doubt he would want to be here. But... Uh, you never know. Maybe <laughs> people like Sacramento. The way I mean, a lot do. of people do. A lot of the players do because they like they, they say, tell they say that the fans are you know good. Although this year I don't think they were, but like you know, like a lot of people love the city here. Come here anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, the, you know the famous Chris Webber story, like about to cry when he got here, but ended up loving it here. Mm-hmm. It still comes back every now and then, which is shocking. Oh yeah, I wonder if Boogie comes back. That's going to be interesting. I, I, I want to see him back. Like, I don't want this to be a KG in the Minnesota situation where they can't, they, they're not going to retire his jersey. Uh, yeah. It's bad over there. Because, uh, like, you know, we did trade him and pretty unceremoniously, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to have, have him come back. He is, just don't be in a, he's not in a prominent role on the court. Yep, not at the moment. But I, I would like to see him back on his feet, at least as a decent role player. Yeah, I, I, there, there's definitely a place for him as a kind of a, you know, a bruising, a bruising score. Yeah, I see. Well, uh, we're going to unfortunately end this on a bit pretty sad note. Uh, jumping over to wrestling, Shad Gaspard, uh, he was Shad in Crime Time. You know the big the big guy basically <laughs> yeah uh he unfortunately did uh pass away um well uh, technically about a week ago but basically he was at the beach with his son and a, a giant wave came 
uh, him, and, him and his son were in the water, but he told the lifeguards to go get his son first. And they did get, they did save his son, but unfortunately another wave hit before the lifeguards could get back to Shad and he was washed away. So far, uh, we, I don't think there's a confirmed report saying that, you know, they, that basically dead, but, or he, that the body has not, that the body has been found, but chances are, if you're going to be, be missing in the ocean for this long, it's not good. Mm-hmm. I, I think they did uh, confirm it was him, right? Oh, they did? Yeah, because well, I'm seeing the news now. Uh, Triple H uh, already, you know, <laughs> gave his regards. Um, a lot of people gave his regards. Yeah, from all the stories I hear, he's a great guy. Yeah. And, and like, apparently there's a clip of him with MVP, like him crying when Kofi won the title. Oh, and. Yeah, it's just he he was a great he was a really nice guy, a real professional too. And he really wanted to make it in Hollywood, but he kind of got cut I don't know what the word is, but like basically he was seen as, you know, a big, you know, a big muscular guy, so he would only play like the muscle in in movie, like a bodyguard. Unfortunately. <sighs> and, you know, it's just again, a great guy, a very selfless guy. You know, always, always put others before himself, and you know his death. You know, really showed that he he wanted the lifeguards to save his son first, and before saving him. And unfortunately, you know, he died. He really did die a hero here. And yeah, so rest in peace, Shad Gaspard. Yeah. We will miss you. Okay, and that's gonna basically conclude this episode. And uh, yeah, no, I don't know what we're gonna do next week. We'll think of something. Maybe rewatch a classic game. <laughs> Maybe like a, you know, uh, one game I actually kind of do want to watch. Although I'm, I'm not sure if you want to watch, but Clippers last year, like it was. I think we were basically like behind them in the standings, like by half a game, and ultimately we we ended up losing that game. But it was it was basically the after that we kind of fell off a cliff in terms of like just. Like try like falling off the standings and falling out of the playoffs. Uh, I think I remember. Uh, we'll have to see if uh, we'll talk about that episode. Uh, yeah. So if I can find the game too, I couldn't find that game. What What are your plans for that? I mean, just kind of go over it, kind of play by play, like how we do with the game seven of uh two. Yeah, it'll be a lot different from that season than like what we have now, for sure. Yeah, I mean, let's. I, I mean, like, I, I just want to see some basketball back, and yeah, just uh, maybe we, we just break down a random game, even. Although we are sack Kings therapy, so I imagine we'll stick to Kings. But yeah, it's it's been an unusual few episodes with uh, Last Dance. Yeah, so hope you guys enjoy this one. Maybe we'll even do a synopsis. Well, we'll definitely squeeze some like overall views of the Last Dance. You know, we'll we'll decide over the week, and hopefully you guys will enjoy what we end up putting out. All right, well, this is us signing off, and we'll see you guys on the next one. See you guys later.